what you waiting on. Check, check, us on your phone. This the Tony Sands show. Turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium. I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother. Make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students. Nah, everyone can do it. Do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative. Maneuver through it. You know it's fast, Charlie. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. You BBS Radio. Both sides really are, are patting themselves on the back like change has happened when it really hasn't taken place. Wanted to give a chance for Paul Feinbaum to comment on this as well. You are known more than anything else for your commentary on college sports. What was your perspective on yesterday? Well, I hate to quote Macbeth this early in the morning, but <laughs> oh, the, the statement was full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. It was a total con job. And I expected nothing more from the NCAA. They put the story out, and, and all of us, you know, we start getting the alerts on our phone. And go, man, this is like a, a landmark ruling from the Supreme Court. And then you started to read in between the lines, and, and they were full of crap, uh, as they always are and always will be. In what way? I mean, give, in, what, well, in what way? Well, they, 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 they put out a narrative as if something had changed. Nothing has changed. Yeah. And, and, and the only reason they're even putting this out, and everyone here, I think, agrees, is because they are about to have this assault of litigation. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you think? I think they, they are grasping this power, which is the problem. We were on the precipice, potentially, of the power being outside of their hands. By giving it back to them, we, we're just months removed from them um, writing a letter to, to um, the California governor to tell him that what he was doing was a problem. Now, all of a sudden, they're on board and we can trust you to marshal this process. That's an issue. And then the last thing is they still aren't paying the players for their labor. They're still pretending like they are not employees. And that's a problem. Well, what this is, is they want to remain in control. Now we had this litigation and you had different legislation in different states that were trying to push forward in a way to actually help these players. And so now they say we can control the narrative because now we aren't talking about the legislation in each state. We're now talking about the NCAA and what they did. And I agree with Jalen. It's about the grandstanding. It's about having that name called anytime we speak about players, image and like. Listen, there- we're back here live on the Tony Sands show another week. And if you heard that, for those that are just joining myself and my main man, Mo Love, in the ATL, that was Jalen Rosedom on Get Up talk show. And it tapped into Mo a little bit of the NCAA and what just took place on Tuesday and the way that is supposed to unfold. But we're going to wait on that. I just want to tease you with that to let you know just where this show going. Listen, joining the show also when we get ready to get back into what? What that ruling really means and who will be affected. My main man, Willie Lyles, one of the top, I mean, one of the top guys in the industry at one point, rising to falling, back on top of the game. Things happened to him. He was able to persevere. He's back. He's taking the time to join the Tony Show. Willie Lyles is that dude. My main man, Andrew Siciliano, was supposed to have him on last week. We had a little technical difficulties, but we got him back this week. He's going to be talking about the top five NFL receivers in the game today. That's right. Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network is joining the show. 
we're going to listen to what he has to say when it comes to the NFL and his top picks or who we see right now, right now in the NFL that are his top five receivers. And watch how things get changed as things go on. As this interview get in, as we get into it, we're going to get on top of that. There, It's going to be tough. But, Mo, let's get into our Mo, to what I see, Mo, as the most disappointing, to me, the most disappointing team in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors. What has happened to the Golden State Warriors? Oh. Well, you know, it is a hot topic. You know what's going on with the Golden State. You know, we talked about last week, KD. KD is gone. I mean, the chemistry is gone. I mean, they again, they're going to go like top five team. They're not going to be top one or two like they were in the past. They're not the team to beat no more. They got a new arena in San Francisco, so it's, it, they, they got they, they lost a key factor to the team. So Golden State is not hot like they are. They trying to be, but Jeremiah Green, Clay Thompson, he come back. You got Steph, you know. You got Cook, you know. You have you have uh, you no know, Russell. So you have to realize what they have on their team. So it's it's going to be tough to compete in that West Coast. That West Coast tough again. We talked about that last week. But more, and this is what, and like you say, that's a tough division of West Coast. But this is where, I, when I look at this and I see where Golden State is now compared to where they was, right. and there was one key ingredient that is not there, Kevin Durant. Now, do we look back and say, huh, who was more important to that team, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry? Oh, Kevin Durant, definitely. Kevin Durant, he was. You can see that. He was a key fan. That's why they won the championship with Kevin. That was the main yes. thing. And, you know, so you think about that. I mean, Steph did it, but that, 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 well, they did it before KD. But KD brought him on to beat LeBron because you remember when, when LeBron won, Kyrie Irving balling. Correct. And they said, Kyrie Irving, they, they went back again without Kyrie. They said, Kyrie needed, LeBron needed Kyrie. Now, and, and, go, and then Steph needed KD to get over. And that's what made the difference. Now they don't have each other. And they were talking about the other day, commentators were talking the day, like, now it's not three, three. It's it's a two duel now. It's not where everybody have three people on the team. Nobody want to play with three, three stars. They want to play with two stars. So you notice that now mostly two all stars, of the West Coast have two dominant duels, not the three headed monsters. You know what I mean? So it's different out there. So you, we, it's go to state have a problem. They they're not gonna compete. They gonna be the top five in the top five, but they're not gonna be like they were before in the past. And more, when we look at it, Draymond came out earlier this week making a uh, making some uh, real, real harsh statement. Doug, if you can, can you put up the play that uh, Draymond Green soundbite? Play uh, zero to fifty five seconds of that soundbite to let our audience, those that just I ain't gonna ask, but my main man Mo Love, you are on BBS Radio, the Tony Sand. What's it been like for you? I mean, it's two games, but I know this is a new reality. Um, sucks. But, I guess just about everybody except Tim Duncan have been through it. But it sucks. Pretty bad. Did you have a feeling, not that you were going to get blown out like this two trade games, but like that it was going to be rough early? Um, 
No, I didn't have this feeling that it would be like this. You know, you kind of figure like, you know, it's going to be the same, but I didn't think we'd be getting our ass kicked like this. It's pretty bad. What was halftime like? I think you guys were almost 70, 37. Um, it was normal. You know. And we're live back here on the Tony Sands show with my man Mark. You say to you, okay, we got to get this thing together. Or you say, hey, man, listen, be careful of the words that you use in those press conferences. Oh, definitely, definitely. You got to remember now. You remember what Jeremiah told him? When Katie was the Golden State? What do you keep right? We don't need you. We don't need you. Correct. Really feeling Correct. the pain now. He really feeling the pain today. He told KD, we don't need you. We won championship without you. Not what he's saying. Oh, it's just like, you know, Tim Duncan. Oh, he's crying wolf now. He's saying to himself, oh, now he's looking for pity now, but realizing that, you know what, guys? I made a mistake. I shouldn't have said what I said. I shouldn't admit what I said. The words you can't yes. return back. You can't, can't worry about it. And now he's biting the words. Yeah, and now you're biting the words from a standpoint of saying, listen, KD presence was vital to us. I could not see it then. I am seeing it now. He is showing me that, hey, listen, bro, I'm going to let you live what you stated, that you don't need me to win another championship, and let's see how far Golden State goes. See if Golden State can still stay at that top uh, prominence of the NBA controlling the West. Now we find out they're not nowhere near the top of the West when it comes right. to competition because of just that one guy that's not there. Right. Right. And that make a difference. It does make a difference. That one key player make a difference in the game. And that's what Draymond and sometimes you get too kind of athlete, get kind of cocky when we win a couple of championships and we win without yes. certain people realize like, okay, I don't need you. But we need each other. We didn't know they had a problem back then. I didn't know that. We didn't know that until Draymond brought it up and KD stepped back like, oh, we got a problem? Oh, okay, I'm going to step back a little bit. He started fading it back. And yeah, you I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you guys handle this. I'm going to let you guys do right. what you do. Let right. you see. Show me now, right. How was KD presence more stronger to them on the defensive side of the ball on the offensive side of the ball? But hold on for you, before you answer that. Let's see. Doug, if you can't play that. Same soundbite, play from 125 to 147 of that soundbite. And let's see who Draymond Green's side, which side of the ball was more important to the Golden State Warriors and why the Golden State Warriors could possibly be one of the most disappointing teams in the NBA. Doug, could you play that for me, please? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, but I've said for years, you know, everybody loved our offense. It wasn't our offense that was making us great. It was our defense. I've said that for years. Our defense right now is non-existent. Um, yeah, I don't even think we know what defense is right now. So the offense sucks because you're playing against a set defense every time. I don't know nobody in the NBA who can play against a set defense every play, but you know we, we get no transition opportunities because we don't get stops. So. Now, Mo, you got a chance to hear what he said. Do you, right. do, do you say is that Draymond is making? 
or is Jamon just staying to themselves? He's trying to find the answer to a team. So what do you think? Do you, do you think what Draymond said was correct? Well, the- I, you know, uh, it, it, I, I think so. I think, I think that he did. I mean, it just, you know, as, as, I don't know, Draymond, you know, he, he talks a lot, you know, that he, he expresses a lot yes. of things and he's a very emotional person. So, Sometimes he's, you know, athletes like to like Draymond. He's in the part of the motion, he's up and down. So he he feeling he's saying what he feels, you know. And then it may Correct. change next week. It may change the following week. So we got to what he says is important to him. But in in, in the basketball world, what he's saying to, to get some, a spark off his team, you know, or to, uh, you know, to get him motivated because he's trying to do something to motivate his team. And now, Mars, now. Now, this is my one key question. This is my one key question. How important is what Michael Jordan said about Steph Curry? Uh-oh. Correct. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Don't answer that question as we come back on the other side of this commercial break. We're going to answer that question. Was Michael Jordan correct in him stating Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer? Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show as we go to commercial break bounce to paradise the top top bounce house company in the country if you want to party you got people that you want to party with call the people over at bounce to paradise that's right i said bounce to paradise they'll go ahead and bounce us to paradise play some music as we go to a commercial break michael loves steph curry this i know okay from enough of a concert by the way in this very room the last time uh, uh, all-time, all-time Mount Rushmore great, Magic Johnson, dared to comment. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't Magic. Magic was on with us. Listen, but when Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers dared to comment on Kawhi Leonard, what happened? Got fine. Mm-hmm. Tampering fine. Mm-hmm. So if Michael Jordan right there says, put Steph in the Hall of Fame right now, there's going to be people saying, find him. It's a, tamper, it's a stupid rule. Yes. Anytime a league puts a muzzle on its greatest assets. So basically, right now, because they've been in basketball, Magic until recently, right. you're saying that Magic can't comment, Larry Bird can't comment, Michael Jordan can't comment on the state of the game and individual players. That's a dumb and it, and, rule, and, the and they should never have it. And in the interest of full disclosure, Mike and I have argued with the league about the league officials about this constantly for years. For years, we've all had so it's had ridiculous. A with that rule. But Michael had a twinkle in his eye. He's not saying that Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer. He purposely named his dream team guys. And for all the guys who get upset, like my man, my our dear friend Jay Wilder. We're live back here on the Tony Sands Show with my main man, Mo Love. My main man, Willie Lyles, is on base. Willie, just stay tight. Mo, so now you got a chance to hear that piece of that soundbite, but I'm going to play a little bit more of it later. What's your take on now? Do you see uh, how Michael Jordan kind of technically had to answer that question that Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer? Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I see that it, it was it was talked about and see what it was like. We get fine, and he had to answer that question. But uh, you know, like we talked about last week when we brought it up. I, yeah, Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer right now, and Mike is the goat. And he's saying like, hey, they got to get to a certain level. You know, the competition is different. You know, it, 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 the shots are different. You know, you know, touch fouls, you know, back then Mike came from the the, the Detroit, the bad boys. So, you know, so yes. Mike have a different feeling about how 
you know. So Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer, and 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 that's what we that's what he feels, and I think that's what people in our generation feel that he's not a Hall of Famer. And, and you heard it here, my main man Mo Love. Mo, let's listen. We got a guest on this thing that is one of the hottest uh, uh, guests that you can bring to this topic when it comes to the NCAA and everything that goes with it. My main man Willie Lyles is joining the show. H Town is in the building. Willie, what's going on, my brother? Hey, what's going on, Tony? How you been? Listen, man, it's been a pleasure. Anytime, every, any and every time I get a chance, I tell people all the time, any, and every time I get a chance to talk with you, man, I can pick your brain for so much knowledge because that you have. A lot of people, for those that are joining the Tony Sands show that do not know who Mr. Willie Lyles is, he is that dude. That's all you need to know. He is the dude when it comes to this thing called the NCAA, tackling it from all aspects of it. Willie, if I, if I may refresh people on some things, how would you want at this point to introduce yourself as someone in this business as long as you've been in this business? I had a chance to interview you when she was reinstated back with the NCAA. That took, yes, yes. That went wow. That went wow uh, from a standpoint that it, you know, it made some people scared of what that interview may have entailed. But Willie... How would you open up yourself to people at this point in the business? Man, you know what? I'm just Willie Lyles from Houston, Texas, man, that loves the game of football, that loves to help young men get to college at the end of the day. Because the one thing that I learned is I don't get paid from universities. I don't get paid from the NCAA. I don't get paid from parents. It's a labor of love. That's That's what it is. That's it. That's it. And you say a labor of love. You talk about a labor of love. And just yesterday, Willie, the NCAA just what I call did a dress up rehearsal, a dress rehearsal of what we would call trying to get things right, patting themselves on the back as if this was a move that they made. Uh, what we're talking about here on the Tony Sands Show, this is my main man, Willie Lyles. For those that are just joining the show, my main man, Mo Love, is also on deck with us. We're talking about the NCAA passing their new, what they call, <laughs> legislation on college athletes. And that they will, now as, this is how they put it, they will allow college athletes to make money now off their likeness. That is the word. But then that kind of had gray areas in it also, Willard. What was your right. take when you saw when you saw this, uh, the NCAA make this move? What was your take on it? Well, my take on it was Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, forced their hand. That's that's what I saw happen. And if you if you read through the legislation it basically states within the legislation that the NCAA or the universities or their member institutions cannot pay players. So think about it like this. So what is it to say, okay, a kid goes to a university and say, you know what, we'll take care of all of your marketing and this, that, and the third. Right. And, but you have to, but you can't, but you have to sign this within your scholarship. What, Correct. The way the legislation reads is that that can't happen that way because it takes the power out of the school's hands and out of the NCAA's hands with the uh, law that they passed in California. Mm-hmm. 
So now, and then, as you saw, and, and this is what I, I, as a matter of fact, I was in, last week, Thursday, I was in Minnesota. I was riding, it was myself, Michael Irvin, uh, um, the big tackle from that used to be with the Cleveland Browns, my man, um, and Steve Smith. And as we saw, I had just read, I was reading to the guys that the governor of Florida, DeSantis, was following suit with the governor of California. Well, and I right think now, that they, even yeah, they're about ahead. they're about thirteen states right now that already that are already working on passing legislation right now. So it's going to spread like wildfire across the United Correct. States because guess what? No one wants to be left behind on this. Yes, yes. I actually no, and, saw and, a post by University of Georgia today basically speaking to this effect about branding the athletes branding themselves with the best brand in college football which is university of georgia that's what they said in their post today yes. so everybody's yes. trying to get in front of it and and this is what you know as a matter of fact jalen rose knew, and, and when i when i why i use jalen rose the fab five to me if anyone was going to at that point profit off of their brand, when Jalen Rose and the Fab Five at Michigan played, they could have made a heck of a lot of money in college. They were Absolutely. that team that flourished when it came to getting that brand out there. Uh, Doug, if you can't, Willie, listen to this. If you can't, play a minute, play zero to 133 of that sound bite of the Jalen Rose sound bite. Reaction was skeptical in a lot of places. Jay Billis, for example, tweeted, um, "We all we, from the NCAA Board of Governors, what they're saying is we shall strive to allow athletes the right to name, image, and likeness opportunities only in a manner that does not allow them to monetize their name, image, and likeness <laughs> opportunities. It's funny, and, and yet it's not so funny, because there's at least a part of it in which he's 100% right. So we've assembled a different group here, and again, Jalen Rose, first of all, good morning. Good morning, always. Good morning guy. My guy. But, but, but Jalen... There's no one who I want to hear more on this than you, because you're part of one of the most famous college basketball teams, college athletic teams of all time, that probably could have capitalized on your name, image, and likeness more than any other group of collegians ever. So when you heard this news yesterday, what was your reaction? It was a mockery, because this is not the time for people on either side to be grandstanding or patting themselves on the back about change taking place, because it didn't take place. I want to continue to stress this point. The NCAA, by the way, is a nonprofit organization. That's another subject for another day. It's a private institution in theory. It's almost like saying, when I'm in my mother's house, I go by her rules. It don't matter what the rules of the state of Michigan are. Mm -hmm. When you walk through these halls of ESPN, you're going by the rules of the company, not by the rules of New York City. Mm -hmm. And so basically, when he says he doesn't basically want to see athletes, student athletes compete against professionals... He deems professionals those that are capitalizing off their name and their likeness <laughs> yeah. and their imagery. So that that that's a contradiction in itself. So uh, now, Willie, now yep. you got a chance to hear what Jalen Rose say. How do you how do you bite on that and and and, and fill yourself up with that when you're saying Jalen them is stating that hey, listen, he's saying one thing, but somewhere else he's getting ready for legislation another way to counteract this move. Right. Do you see that? Well, even, even with the, even in California, 
when they were getting ready to pass this into law. A week before they passed it into law, the NCAA sent a letter to the governor of California basically asking him not to pass this bill. So they they were already trying to get ahead of the legislation anyway. So they're just trying to rally their troops behind the scenes to make sure that they can try to squash it as soon as they can or try to find out a way for them to minimize it as much as they can. And and that's what and when you say minimize it as much as they can, I think they didn't figure that this thing would take legs like this. Once that governor decided, hey, I'm going to jump out here and I'm going to make this into law in the state of California. When I saw this, California did this. OK, California to me said, OK, listen, we're going to this is how we're going to benefit a lot of this. If we the only people that do this, not only. You got to figure now if you're working in the state of California, you pay taxes to where? The state of California. So now there's 470,000 college athletes across the board. A lot of us, when we hear this, we think basketball, football, possibly baseball. But we're talking all the way down to water polo that can profit now. But California said to themselves and the colleges said to themselves, listen, if we're the only state that does this, if I'm a recruit, and I'm being recruited by UCLA, and I'm being recruited by Florida State. I can go to California, even if I live in Florida, I can go to California and I can get a car dealership to say, hey, listen, we're going to pay you while you're in college $50,000. $50,000. I'm saying to myself, hmm, I can play football, get paid, or I can go to Florida State and not get paid. Willie, do you feel that that had also uh, impact on some of these governors saying, hey, we better follow this. If not, we're going to lose when it comes to this war in recruiting. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people will flock there if that's the case. Um, and what some of the other states are doing right now is, you know, the California bill is going to go into law and they can start benefiting in the year 2023. There are states right now that are trying to pass bills that this can be effective next year. Wow. So wow. so with, with with that being said, they're trying to jump out in front of California because their bill has been passed, but it's only passed, but it's going to go in, it's going to be able to be done in 2023. 2023. Right. You know you know the SEC is trying to get ahead of everybody. <laughs> oh yes, you know. Of course. So you're saying Absolutely. places like Alabama, Georgia, um, uh, Texas, Florida, yeah, uh, states yeah. like that. Because then I heard once I, I I did read well one state said 2021. So I said, wait a minute, hold on. I thought I, California was 2023 was going to give them time, I guess, to get this thing all untangled. Because I'm quite sure now, as you mean you talked earlier, once you open up Pandora's box, how deep and how dark does the box get? Here go high school football, Willie. Right. Now, I mean, if I'm already getting paid which was the only thing that kept high school players from not making money off their likeness because it was considered amateurism. And if you did it, you violated your scholarship. That's out the, that that's no more then. So it's, does it's it a come par- back it's now? A paradigm, it's a paradigm shift. Yes. It's, 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 it's this isn't just a, a, a rule change. This is getting ready completely to completely change the culture of college football 
and and really turn it on its head. Correct. So, so now, you know, I'm, yeah. Now, and, and like you said, now, now, Willie, when we look at this whole thing, how much of the governing power that the NCAA once had, the stronghold, everything passed through the NCAA. You could not do anything without their approval. How much have they lost now with this going into effect? Because now, guess what? Now, you, you can't come at me no kind of way saying that I violated this, I violated that because I got paid on this, I got paid on that. I get And, and, and it takes me back to Florida State when those guys was you know, selling their jerseys, trying to make money off that, and was in, became suspended. Uh, I think, right. uh, what's, what was the receiver AJ, name? AJ Green. AJ Green. Yes, yes. In yes. Georgia. Yeah. And but now, you know, that's out the window. Right. Out, so I can, so now that is out the window. So now, how much governing power now is going to start going back to the immediate conferences? Do the NCAA find themselves as being now a thing of the past when it comes to legislations? You know, they're gonna they're gonna figure out a way to still be a key factor in it, but it took away a lot of their power. Yes. The but we still gotta understand you go, though. Go ahead, the, go ahead, the, you go ahead, go ahead. The, go ahead. the, the conference is actually are the ones that have the power in football. Right. Not so much in basketball because the NCAA owns the tournament. But in football, mm -hmm. the SEC, the um, Big 12, the ACC, the Big 10, the Pac-12, those conferences hold the power. Correct. So that's already, they already don't have as much power when it comes to football. So this is just going to take that power. This is going to take some of the power that they have and take it even even further the other direction. Correct. Now, but let's get back to it to where we tie where, where it comes down to recruiting. Now, if other states start saying to themselves, like say Florida, where Governor DeSantis and he was kind of vivid. If he if this goes into effect next year, and we know Florida State and Miami, both are two teams that was at one time at the top of college collegiate sports now kind of hurting. Does this give them a boost up now if they say, okay, the state of Florida, we're taking this into effect next year? That, that would give them a decisive advantage. Absolutely it would. Because the kids the kids are going to flock there. They're like, oh, I can get paid next year? I know I'm going to school because you already have a lot of options. Everybody has nice facilities. Everybody has all yes. those things, the bells and whistles. So, What's going to be the deciding factor? That could yes. be it. And that's that's going to be the key thing now. And, and like you said, each school always looking for that advantage. Some people upgraded their facilities to make recruiting to uh, appease everybody. Now everybody got those facilities. The one thing everybody does not have is that ability to make money while you're at these good facilities. So if Florida said we're going to put this into effect next year, do the NCAA really got a hold on this thing and how deep this thing can go as far as even with coaches? Does it take some of the you know, power out of the coach's hand to control them? It does. It does because guess what? Kids are going to come in with a more business-like mindset, which will be a good thing for them. 
because Correct. we all know even in high school football it's a business when you have coaches making six figures. Let's yes. call it what yes. it really is. So, yep. you know, these coaches are making money off the backs of these kids. They, they, A lot of them don't care about the kids' future. They just care about winning football games at the end of the day. Okay. So, you know, when they, they, they need to start having more of a business mindset the a little bit younger so they can start understanding how they need to move forward. Exactly. And now, and, and like you said, Willie, there are so many guys that does not, after football is over, does not even know how to go, where to go, what to do. Now these kids can automatically have at least a leg up once, if, if, if the NFL doesn't work out for them or the NBA doesn't work out for them, they have a leg up. The main thing that we hear college guys saying all the time, I got to come out early because I got to take care of my family. That pressure right. in our community is big. We don't come from some of those lavish, uh, uh, high-end parents. And, and, and it takes me back when 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 this was stated, Tim Tebow made the statement, oh, that's going to kill the purity every, of every, college football. Everybody, every, everybody couldn't be homeschooled and go play football exactly. at the high school they wanted to play at. <laughs> That's and that's because it costs. And people don't realize the cost that it takes to have a tutor to come to homeschool you. It costs. It's not a. It's not a free service. So when he said that, a lot of people took back to him, and I think he had to kind of crawl in a, in a hole because he didn't realize the majority of the guys that you played with, Tim Tebow, wasn't rich, didn't have right. two family homes, they were barely making it with their mom. So. When he made that statement, it kind of threw people for a loop. That, hey, wait a minute, you played this game with us, but yet this is how you think? We were the ones right. sitting next to you in lockers. We couldn't even go home. You probably had the luxury to fly home. We couldn't even go home. We had to stand, stay here on the college. So when I when I hear that, when I hear people make, and it, and it brought me back to now I'm glad there is a transfer portal. I'm glad a guy right. can say to himself, hey, listen, I want a red shirt. And I had to go through this issue with a guy, a college kid at University of Kansas, Khalil Herbert, that decided, hey, listen, I started seeing he started seeing his playing time for those first three games start diminishing. They were down in TCU. And he had told the coach earlier that week, hey, listen, I'm look, possibly looking at red shirt. He gets to TCU. He tells the coach, hey, listen, I'm not playing. Coach said, what you mean you're not playing? I'm, I'm, I'm not playing. So then coach decides to ask him. So you're not playing. He said, no. So where do you want to go? You want me to ship you back home or you want me to ship you back to Kansas? I'm going to put you on a plane in the morning. And he's looking wow. dumbfounded because this, this, this still is a young kid. So now he right. said, I got to go back to school. His I said, I got to go back to school. What you mean you're home? So he goes back to home. I get the call. And now we're dealing with the whole because this kid decided, hey, listen, I see what you guys are doing to me. I'm not going to stay here to be your flunky. I'm going to, at that point, the kid had never even put his name in the transfer portal, but they went to making, pulling their trump card. The kid say, listen, I'm going to transfer a portal. I graduate early, and I'm back on the market again. I'm not going to sit here as a senior and just let you continue to diminish my playing time and be at your convenience if something go wrong. Right. So right. I was kind of glad that that took place for the kid. Kid had graduated in January, and now the kid will be, you know, he'll be a red shirt senior getting ready to graduate, getting ready now for it to be wide open for him. I'm glad the power of the coaches that they've dogged so many kids so many times. And not only that, 
the power of the NCAA is starting to drop. And hold on, as, as I say, start to drop. Doug's going to play a minute and 33 seconds to two minutes and 48 seconds of the same soundbite of Jalen Rose. And let's take a listen to this. For those that are joining the Tony Sands show, this is Tony Sands joined by my man Willie Lyles and Mo Love. So that, that, that's a contradiction in itself. And as you alluded to, being on a team that we wore blank shirts on purpose, okay, out of bl- a, a silent protest because we realized the kind of money that was being made off of us. It's just, it's just laughable when I see people on both sides really are, are patting themselves on the back like change has happened when it really hasn't taken place. We wanted to give a chance for Paul Feinbaum to comment on this as well. You are known more than anything else for your commentary on college sports. What was your perspective on yesterday? Well, I hate to quote Macbeth this early in the morning, but <laughs> oh, the, the statement was full of sound and fury signifying nothing. It was a total con job. And I expected nothing more from the NCAA. They put the story out, and, and all of us, you know, we start getting the alerts on our phone. And go, man, this is like a, a landmark ruling from the Supreme Court. And then you started to read in between the lines, and, and they were full of crap, uh, as they always are and always will be. In what way? I mean, get, in, what, well, in what way? Well, they, 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 they put out a narrative as if something had changed. Nothing has changed. Yeah. And, and, and the only reason they're even putting this out, and everyone here, I think, agrees, is because they are about to have this assault of litigation. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I think they, they are grasping this power, which is the problem. We were on the precipice, potentially, of the power being outside of their hands. By giving it back to them, we, we're just months removed from them um, writing a letter to, to um, the California governor to tell him that what he was doing was a problem. Now, And we're back here on the Tony Sancho. Willie, and, and that was, the, like I say, it was the same piece that, that you had stated about the letter. It is power and the big people that play, I always say, is the people that looks up, that looks down. The people that are uh, on the bottom never understand what goes on at the top because the top never wants us to get there. But the people on the top would never want to know what's going on at the bottom. And now we are at this point. But like they said, nothing really at this point has happened. Everyone is patting themselves on the back for a move that we don't know what's going to come out of this move. Well, you know, one of the, the the beautiful things about this whole situation is that people are going to become more educated. Correct. You know, people are going to be more educated on the process, on on the system, how that system works. So, you know, I feel like if you can empower people if they if you educate people. So correct. The people at the top don't want us to know. They don't want us to have understanding. They don't want us to, 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 to get it. So they can do what they want to do to us. So with this ruling, it's going to empower a lot more people. And it's going yes. to it's going to make them better at the in the end of it. Now, Willie, where do the agents come in at this? Because they're going to need someone, whether it's an agent or a negotiator, how do they feel to between now I'm a college player and I got an agent representing me? Right. How, a a so, lot of this is going to play out from a standpoint. Right. So they have somebody that can represent their best interest. Correct. Because at the end of the day, their best interests weren't being represented. We got kids exactly. that go to colleges 
they people say, oh, you get a four year education. Oh, that's why you know that's what you get. But what kind of education are you really getting? Are you actually being able to major in the things that you want to major in? If they interfere with football, no, you yep. don't. No, at so all. At all. you don't. You don't have. You don't have those choices like a regular student would, because you're beholden to the athletic program. Exactly. And that's and see, this is, you know, I, I, I used to get tired of hearing people say, well, they get a free education. The education is not free. The day that you decide yeah. that you don't want to play, they'll pull that scholarship. So where is the freeness of it? There's no freebies in that business. You get on the field, right. you work. It's always to me has been a modern day slave business that, you know, I was blessed to be a part of and. And now I see this, the, the, the pitfalls on the back end of it, but I'm seeing some of the changes that happen now. So if my grandsons decide to play football and go to the uh, college level, now I can have a grasp on this. And I, I would advise parents, get out ahead of this just as the NCAA is getting out ahead of it. Don't wait till it's too late and now they turned another corner and you're still in the dark. Make sure you find now, now that representation come in, but, Willie, this is the Pandora's box. Now, does that representation transfer onto the football field if your agent feel like you're not playing enough and it's possible hurting your endorsement deals, as I call them? Right. Do he step in and now well, communicate with the head coach? Well, if you're representing that player, you should have every right to be able to speak to that head coach. And, and I know they don't want that to happen. I don't know. I know they don't want it to happen. But guess what? It's guess what? They should have been. They these kids have been. They've been making million, billions of dollars off the backs of these kids for this long. They need to have somebody that can represent them in a way that their best that that their that their best interest is represented. Represented. So exactly. if that if that's the if that's the case. That's the case. We are we, we're in it now. It's a little yep. too late. You can't dial it back now. Hey, at all. Ain't no dialing back. Ain't no going back. It, it reminds right. me of. I was trying to think of the school, Willie. That uh, what team was that? I think about a year ago. They tried it to. They tried to start their own union, and I think their legislation in that in that state kind of shot them down from a standpoint of that they couldn't form a union because they said they really was not employees of the university. That was that was Northwestern in Chicago, yes, that, in Illinois. Yes. And they're saying that and, they couldn't right. profit off of it because they wasn't employees of the university. When technically, if I'm making money were. for the university, <laughs> I think I'm an employee of the university. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look at yeah. Let's look at 2018. Right. Sorry, 2018, Texas A&M in revenue and in prop in revenue they they made 148 million dollars, profited 107 million. Texas right. Longhorn in the Big 12 Conference, 133 million in revenue, profited 87 million dollars. Where is that $107 million of profit that has been made by the slaves on the plantation so the masses well, could live luxurious lives? Well, well, I mean, hey, the head coach got paid, what, $70 million? Guaranteed? That's what I'm saying. Yes. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it's so a, I, you say a mouthful when it comes to that. Right. Right. So you know, we're, college coaches get paid get paid a, a, a premium, a premium. Yes. Yes. And that's why they're recruiting you. They got to have those top recruiting classes. So I'm quite sure Florida head coaches and Florida presidents of universities told them, hey, listen, let's get out of here to California. Let's make this thing into law soon. We're, we're hey, losing so revenue in the state. Florida State Miami game is coming up this weekend, and you're really not even hearing about it as much. Hey, Tony, check this out. I can guarantee you they have more bipartisan bills between Democrats and Republicans on oh. this subject alone, yes. Everybody on Saturdays, everybody puts their differences aside because guess what? You go to University of Florida, y'all are all yep. the same team at that point. So at that when point. you when, yep. when when you have when you have all these bipartisan bills being passed and everybody is harmonious and getting along, you gonna know why? Because they want to see their team win. Yep, you better believe it. Hey, Will, man, thank you for joining the show, man. Listen, I want to bring you on all the time if I can so we can tap into your brain, tap into your knowledge to let the people around the country that watch and listen to the Tony Sands show know that my main man, Willie Lyles, is, as I call him, he is that dude. <laughs> Anytime that dude. I can come on your show and help you and be here with you, it's a privilege and an honor. Listen, I man, appreciate you, Tony. And, and I and I thank you for that, man. We got to head to a quick commercial break. We're going to come back on the other side. My main man, Andrew Siciliano, is joining the Tony Sayers Show as he breaks down his top five receivers in the league. And let's see who's number one, two, three, or four, or number five, and see if he changes it up once I throw him a curveball. Stay tuned here on the Tony Sayers Show. We're coming back on the other side with my main man, Andrew Siciliano. We're live here on the Tony Sands Show with Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network. Andrew, I want to get your picture, your take on the top five NFL receivers that's playing the game right now. All right, I'm going to go Julio number one, and then I'm going to go Odell, although I know his numbers aren't there right now. I'm going to put Mike Evans in there. I'm going to put Keenan Allen in there. Uh-huh. And then I'm bouncing around here. I'm kind of torn between Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is like Mr. Third Down. Correct. Without him, the Rams... Well, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but, I mean, he is the guy. I was going to say they don't move the chains without him. That's not true. But I'm going to go Cooper Cup, and I know people will laugh at me, but call me a Rams homer. So those are my five. Now, if Antonio Brown signs with someone tomorrow, mm-hmm. how do your lineup change? I mean, he jumps to the top of the list right there, either with or right behind Julio. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. Obviously, he's still at the top of his game if he's Correct. out there. He's he's hard. No one can cover him, right? And and he uncovers as well as anybody as well. Also getting downfield and Ben was moving around and trying to make something happen. And he was that guy, and he was always that guy. Uh, so he'd be one or two with Julio. Now Michael Irvin made a claim two about a year ago to bring in Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys. Last week he made another claim to possibly they need to go out there and turn your Brown. What was your take on that when you heard that? All right. I don't think it should happen. That's just me. Irv knows a, the Cowboys a heck of a lot better than I do. And Irv would have the insight as to whether or not they want him and need him. I don't think that they need him with Cooper, with Gallup. I know Randall Cobb hasn't exactly lit it up. I think they have enough. I don't want that circus in my town. And I know and I realize now 
that I totally forgot Mike Thomas in New Orleans. Yes, and people yes. are going to beat me up. <laughs> so maybe let's move Cooper Cup out of there, put Mike Thomas in there, and then obviously Mike Thomas should probably be a little bit higher. But how about that for my five? I'm sorry, Cooper Cup. So that's your top that's five. That's my five. And you're sticking with it. I'm sticking with it until I realize on the flight home tomorrow that I forgot somebody else. <laughs> We're live here with Andrew Siciliano. Thank you for joining the show. My pleasure. Marjuka, and that's my main man, Andrew Siciliano. He, he, you know, I got a chance to interview him with the wealth of knowledge. Bro, it's been, listen, we had a blast here. But, more, I'm going to tell you, before, before you say anything, guys, coming up on the Tony Sands Show next week, when I say we we bouncing in the paradise, bounce to paradise, have a good time if you want your bounce house, call the people over at Bounce to Paradise. But we're doing a show, Marjuka, next week on right. whew, human trafficking. Alrighty. Human traffic. Big subject. A lot of people don't want to tap on it. Taboo to some people. It wakes up the eyes of America. And how has has it at this point waking up the black community that this thing is for real of human trafficking? Stay tuned on the Tony Sands show. My man, me, my man Mo's love. We're signing off here. Mo man, it's been a pleasure. We had another great, great day. Listen. We are that station when it comes to giving you inside scoop of sports. NBA with my man Mo Love. Listen, my man Willie Lyles, Ryan Bartow. I dig in, I get it, and I bring it to you. We're closing out here on the Tony Sand Show. Mo, we are out of here. We are out the building. Drop the mic. It's been that type of show.